There's a mystery to untangle Using comedy as our angle We'll reveal the quest of a special guest With a little jesting We'll be demystifying the expert Using laughter as our guide Demystifying the expert Till our questions have been satisfied And the expert has been well demystified Welcome to the Demystifying the Expert program it is the last one of the year, last one of the semester, second of the semester, last one of the year. So, hey, no more comedy and science together. Until, Until September. September. That's, or that's October. Right. We'll see. We'll let you know. So, make sure you like us or follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, etc., etc. Okay? <laughs> All right. So, this program would have not been possible without the generous support of people who understand the power of educating the world and on how science works and why it matters. And for this, we're very grateful. Grateful to Mr. Edward Rice, about whom we know very little, in fact, besides the fact that he is a member of the JMU Board of Visitors. And is not even a JMU graduate, but he actually believed in this program and donated some money so that we could actually have this happening tonight. We also would like to... Uh, yes. Give him a hand. Recognize the College of Science and Mathematics and the Department of Physics and Astronomy. Okay, so uh, this program is hosted by two physicists. I have here Dr. Anka Constantin. Hi, I'm uh, hunting for supermassive black holes when I'm not in the classroom and when I'm not a entertaining jokes. A round about of applause science. for uh, Dr. Constantin. <laughs> And the second host is Professor Klebert Faitosa. A friend of mine called me Dr. Bubbles, and that's what I do for a living. So uh, just so you know, uh, while this is an organically grown program with local resources, we got this idea from the show that's called You're the Expert. Check their podcasts out on SoundCloud, um, iTunes, Et those, those media out there. And uh, tonight we have our panel of comedians. I'm uh, really happy to introduce the first one is uh, Shelby Imes, the hostess with the mostest. The queen of the scene. And yes, she's melted and delted too. Shelby's a junior double major in English and media arts and design with a journalism concentration. Next up is Alex Jacobs. <laughs> the man whose heart is nearly as big as his chin. <laughs> Alex is a junior philosophy and communications double major, and yes, he is on the JMU football team, in case you didn't yeah. recognize the whatever it takes to be in that team. <laughs> Go Dukes! Go Dukes! Come on. All right, and finally we have Nick McKay, who yells more than he talks normally, and, but loves himself enough not to care what you think about it. Give it a hand to Nick. Nick is a media arts and design major concentrated in digital video and cinema. Talk to him after the show if you're interested in buying a piece of his art for $5. Yeah. He's but trying to get a new bike and he needs all of the commission he can get. All right, all right. and finally... Time. Time to introduce our expert today, Professor Ilarion Melnikov. A big hand for Dr. Melnikov. 
in a hot seat. In the hot seat, Dr. Melnikov. <laughs> Professor Melnikov joined JMU in 2015, just like yesterday, right? For many of you. Yes, yes. Especially for us. <laughs> right. Um, after quite a journey, who took him from his PhD place from Duke University in North Carolina to <coughs> University of Chicago and then to Max Planck Institute in Golm, Germany, and then to the Mitchell Institute at Texas A&M University, followed by, finally, Harvard, because, you know, bef after Harvard, you end up at JMU. It happened to of some course. other people as well. Of course. Uh, I, I think so, yeah. Okay, yeah. Dr. Melnikov got his uh, Bachelor in Science from Cornell University. He was a Goldwater Scholar. He was awarded an IBM Science Award, was a finalist for the APCAR Award, was awarded both the graduate and the postdoctoral NSF fellowship, one of which he declined. Also the Duke Fellowship, a different kind of Duke, but a Duke nonetheless. And we're going to close. <laughs> uh, in case you didn't know, many of you seem to know a lot about Professor Melnikov. He wrote numerous scientific papers on what he is studying, and he is greatly interested in making the public aware of the types of things he is an expert on, which, of course, we are here to demystify with the great help of these wonderful kids. Hopefully, you're the funny kids, right, from the group? All no. right, so <laughs> let's get started then. Well, wow. we'll see. All right. Ground control to me. We're going to have a series of games. <laughs> and the first one, who knows? What's our first game? Usually, we start with, does anyone remember? Of a 20-question style, when... Oh, but before they start, before this, oh, we have the expert, And we right? didn't even... Uh, Mention that to him, so it's a surprise for him It now. is a surprise. There we go. All yeah. right. So the first game, 20-question styles. The comedians, the panel of comedians, will ask questions to which the expert is only allowed to answer with yes or no. And the scope, the goal of these questions would be to find out what is the expertise of our expert? Do you think Pluto should be a planet? <laughs> no, but I think you're going to interpret. The no is on the think, if you know what I mean. Yes. You know what I mean? Yes, okay. I do. Is that yes or no? <laughs> okay, was um, no. Do you, oh, whoops. do you empathize with the chemistry haters in the room? <laughs> I know we got a lot of them tonight. Yes. One point for show. Um. Oh, we're keeping score. Any any help that anyone can offer keeping score? Kenny again. Thank you, Kenny. <laughs> right. Extra credit. Extra, extra credit. Do we okay. only get points for yes answers? Yes. Yes. What if we want no to be the answer? Um, <laughs> then you need to rephrase it. <laughs> rephrase it. <laughs> okay. Uh, do you enjoy studying things that are alive? or things that are not alive? Yes. yes or no. <laughs> Do you enjoy studying things that are alive? No. No, no, no. They need to be dead, dead, dead. <laughs> Do you enjoy studying things that are dead? <laughs> but we, we also because need to Because some on. things are inanimate. No. So, ah, ah. Do you study things that are inanimate? All right, see, that was the one that we didn't need. Well, no, okay, there's a, there's a difference, though. Do you, do you study things and not creatures? Like, I don't know. Mm, <laughs> yes on art. It's two for me. 
Okay. <laughs> uh, do you study things that we walk on? <laughs> Not necessarily we as in JMU students, but just, okay. Do you study things that we could walk on? Yes. The crowd seems to be in Ma many, many yes answers. Uh, yeah. so you, should be you should be able from this to get a pretty good right. idea. Oh, yeah? <laughs> okay. Getting really close. Yeah. Getting really close, right? So did you, did you guess what department? Because you say you didn't even see the flyer, the, the announcement. <coughs> what department is our expert from? Science. <laughs> there is no science department. There are five, five uh, are science and mathematics. Are you in the biology department? No, 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 no. no. We wait, we established that. We established that. I'm sorry. Wait, wait. Okay. Are you not in the? <laughs> You're throwing you questions <laughs> in the garbage. Are. Are you in the geology department? No. Oh, cool. <laughs> Are you in the physics department? Yes. Yeah. That department is called? Physics and astronomy, I know oh, okay, that. Okay. <laughs> you have to say it. So I guess my answer should have been no. All right, okay, so um, we're talking to a physicist. Mm -hmm. Let's try to narrow down what kind of physics, what type of physics our expert is. Do you know Carl Gron? No. He was my high school physics teacher. <laughs> <laughs> Very famous. Okay, okay um, do, do, you, do you study um, fl flying things? <laughs> no, not... Flying creatures, flyer, but things that flies. can fly that are inanimate. Projectiles. Yeah. That's three for me, guys. <laughs> you're making a lot of fun of me right now, but I just got three points. Okay. Well, your middle question was unnecessary. Oh, it oh. was. All right. Uh, also, this point system is inherently flawed. <laughs> I just want to... Let's see. I like it. Um, <laughs> do you build things? No. Okay. See, that, see, I don't get a point for that, but it helps the. It's <laughs> my point exactly. Yeah. Uh, okay. Um, um, do you study physics <laughs> in space? <laughs> no. Not do you go to space to study physics, but do you study the physics that are in space? Oh, there you go. Second try. Yeah. All right. Real sneaky answer to my first phrasing, I want to say. He's a clever one. Do you, do you work with and or make drones? Nope. I, oh. Don't uh, we know the answer now? So are you an astrophysicist? Are you, are you in the astronomy? Was, we need a yes answer. Uh, are you uh, an astrophysicist? Astrophysicist. I am not an astrophysicist. No. 
Darn it. Astronomer. Ask me if he's an astronomer. Are you an astronomer? Nope. Uh, is that even in Okay, do you work with do you work with rockets? No. <laughs> do you study but they're flying, right? Do you yeah, study he said the yes moon? To the flying thing. Nope. All right, slow it down. Okay. <laughs> we're just we're burning them. Rapid fire. <laughs> How many questions have we asked? Uh, one more. Oh God. <laughs> Wait, one one more each. One, one, one more, more each. One more each. Okay. One more each. One more total. Okay. One more each. Well, okay, cool. One more each. One more each. You can do this, guys. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna go last. No, I'm going what? last. Okay, I'll go since. Jeez. I'm going. Last. I'm going last. I'm I'll go first. This so, um, do you? Okay. Oh, maybe this is a terrible question, but um, are you like a, a, th a theoretical physicist? Yes. I don't want to mess up the mic. I'm sorry. <laughs> are you a theoretical Ten physicist? <laughs> yes. Awesome. I got it. <laughs> that doesn't count. It counts. <laughs> what area of theoretical physics Dr. Melikov works on? I thought I thought they're asking the questions. <laughs> oh, so we're guessing. We're getting down to the what like area? The macro. The micro, left micro, part. Tiny. <laughs> Um, sure. I don't even know what the category. Are you? Do you work in theoretical physics category two? <laughs> no, 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 no. Okay, okay. Do you? Um, oh darn. Do you? Do you do theoretical phys physics about f fast things? Yes. Come on. <laughs> what? Uh, Shelby's on the rod. <laughs> um. God. So I'm assuming the category is not called fast things physics. <laughs> um, are you speed in speed physics? Um, projectile physics. <laughs> no. R right. <laughs> no Angry Birds. Uh, do you do a lot of work with simple machines? At the Children's Museum. Uh, no. Cool. Do you do a lot of work with complicated machines? No. All right. In a way, I'm on a roll. Um, uh, does, does your work have to do with um, the wheel and axis? Those are simple machines. Well, <laughs> I'm, an, I'm an English major. Yeah. No. All oh right. my God. <laughs> that clarifies it. That clarifies a help lot of things. Out. Help, help. Let's get some. Let, let's talk to each other here because we haven't done that yet. Guys. What fast things? This is pretty much all we have. What okay. things fall under the umbrella of physics? I was in general. Like everything. I think everything has to. Like everything. Uh, so do you work in the theory of everything? Oh, that's cool. Yes. I didn't have a question. <laughs> so. Um, any hints? Any hints from the expert? They just got it. So, and, and, and maybe you want to tell everybody, especially the comedians, uh, what the... Oh, is it... Is it... Is it the, the, the scientific name for that is? is? It what, le what letter does it start with? I want to see if good, we can get good, it. Good, good, okay. yeah. Um, yes or no, what letter? <laughs> <laughs> it starts with the letter I. Oh, shoot. Intelligent physics. No, no. It <laughs> so the the name for the theory of everything currently is I don't know. <laughs> now, 
The thing, the structure that we believe has a lot of promise to be the theory of everything is something called string theory. Oh. I'm gonna guess string theory. <laughs> you got it. Boom. Awesome. <laughs> so, um, cool. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Dear expert. Um, yes. Say you're 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 meeting. Uh, name a billionaire. A good one. A good one. <laughs> <laughs> Which one? The good ones are Elon, all dead. Elon. Say you 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 meet Elon in a, in an elevator, and you only have uh, one or two levels to go with him, and you know that you can make that speech. So he's going to fund your research and all of your students for five years from now. And what would that speech would sound like? That's why I don't get the money. <laughs> so, uh, the name of the game is this, that in the 20th century, we learned how to describe uh, essentially all observable physics in some sense. On a fundamental scale, we seem to understand what everything is made out of. Uh, we seem to have a good understanding of what holds stuff together. Um, and yet, the, it's very unsatisfactory because there are many questions that are left open, sort of the basic kindergarten question, right? Like, you start talking about what stuff is made out of. As I said, this is why I don't get money from Elon Musk uh, <laughs> or any uh, other person. But um, the, uh, you just start asking yourself, what is stuff made out of? Uh, and depending on your level of erudition, right, you run out of stuff, right? Like kindergartners run out of, at, some uh, level before m me, but at the end of the day, I don't go that many steps beyond. I say things like, oh, stuff is made out of quarks and leptons and blah, blah, blah. And then the next natural question is, well, what are quarks and leptons made out of, right? And the answer is, I don't know. Maybe, maybe they're fundamental particles. Maybe they are the building blocks. And yet there are many hints that they are not. And we want to understand what is the uh, sort of theoretical mathematical structure that could possibly um, explain what these things uh, really are made of. And the big hint that we have towards all of this is that there is one fundamental interaction which we do not understand on the microscopic level at all, and it's the interaction of gravity. And so a big goal of any theory of everything is to bring in an understanding of gravity on a microscopic scale. And string theory is the only uh, framework right now available that uh, accomplishes this job to some degree. And our job currently is to still figure out what the heck this string theory thing is. We know that it does some things remarkably well that no other theory can, but is it something, thank you, uh, <laughs> that, um, <laughs> that uh, uh, really describes our universe? Is that possible? We still don't know. Well, Elon Musk left a couple of uh, you know levels ago. But that's fine. That's good enough, I guess. That's fine. <laughs> Do you have any questions for him? What you you well, left them so speechless. I, I do. So string theory. So I'm assuming that that's like quantum physics, right? Is Very much so. Okay. So like, does is, does it mean literal strings? Quantum strings. Okay. So, um, so not literal, but quantum strings. Yeah, <laughs> but strings are involved. So look, it's very simple. If you want to, um, uh, if you want to describe the physics of uh, everyday matter, 
um, you know, electrons, protons, maybe you're really sophisticated and your everyday matter is quarks, the stuff that protons are made out of. No problem. We have a framework for it. It's called quantum field theory. And it explains how to treat little excitations, particle excitations. What's a particle? Particle is something that's completely somehow localized in space and can only interact with other things when they are at the same point. All right, that's the essence of particle physics. And because you're preserving this fact that things only interact at one point, you can make quantum mechanical interactions of particles be consistent with another wonderful piece of theory that we have, which is the theory of special relativity. Okay. Um, and okay, this is this is uh, fantastic and great, but it has these shortcomings. For instance, you can't make a theory out of, of gravity out of it. It turns out that if you instead start with an idea that your fundamental excitation is not a little particle completely localized in space, but a little string that maybe is vibrating in space and moving through space, usually at the speed of light for the kinds of things that I talk about, which is why they're super fast. Um, uh, uh, um, Clever. Then uh, you find that, again, you're able to unite quantum mechanics with uh, relativity and as an extra bonus, which we still do not understand why it comes to us, it automatically has a quantum theory of gravity hanging out in it. So suddenly you have gravity as one of the forces around. Oh, what a world. Like yes. Gravity. Wow. Sorry, I'm probably talking too much. But so uh, how did we, how did we, let, let's see if we can keep this short, but how did we get to actually think about this? Strings. I mean, we start with Newton, right? Like, yeah. uh, you know, force of gravity. How does that work in football? I don't know. Uh, this is the part of the show where I tell you guys I'm not actually on the JMU football team. <laughs> that, like many things I'll say tonight, was a joke. <laughs> so I don't know. <laughs> so you don't know. I like football. It's a good sport. Right. Okay. That was a joke, too. He hates football. <laughs> So uh, basically, <laughs> now you don't know where we're coming from. <laughs> you take the cow, which is like a big sphere, right? And you take another <laughs> giraffe, another big sphere, and uh, it's more like a cylinder. It's right, and uh, you, you you actually don't care about their shapes, just their you know behave like points, and so you think about just how far away they are and just how mass, how much mass it is, and boom, you got to understand everything that's happening with them with one formula, basically, right? And then, uh, then it was uh, many, many hundreds of years after that, James Maxwell put together the you know, phenomena that have to do with electricity and those that have to do with magnetism. And he realized that there are some mathematical models that you can use to access those phenomena together, right? Uh, what's, what was next? Like another few, uh, just maybe a uh, hundred years or sixty years or so until right. Einstein found... So, uh, indeed, as Anka says, uh, the, in the 19th century we had m these amazing Maxwell equations, which really revolutionized uh, physics like it had not been revolutionized since Newton. Right, and it's a, it's actually a funny thing if you ask uh, like non-physics people who is James Clerk Maxwell, they'll be like who, right? But it's a name that fits into sort of Newton, Maxwell, Einstein on a essentially equal level of achievement and importance. 
So he created these equations which described all electromagnetic phenomena and had some interesting puzzles to them. Uh, and also, of course, immediately resulted in things like power generation, right, and electromagnetic mo motors and so on. Um, so that was cool. And uh, the uh, puzzles of Maxwell theory directly led to the discovery of the theory of special relativity uh, by Professor Einstein some years later. And this really put Maxwell equations in exactly the right uh, sort of framework to understand it. Uh, then the uh, development that was happening kind of concurrently with Einstein was the development of quantum physics and the understanding that our uh, world on a fundamental level seems to be made up of some sort of constituent particles. Various particles were discovered along the way, so the electron was discovered, the proton. Um, other particles were actually, it was very exciting, were predicted before they were discovered. So. Uh, for instance, uh, Dirac uh, uh, made a quantum mechanical mathematical model of an electron and as a result saw that it had this funky feature that it had a particle that was just like an electron but it should have an opposite uh, electric charge. So exactly the same mass but opposite electric charge. And sure enough, some years, uh, actually I think just a year or two afterwards, the positron Pro was discovered. Uh, positron. Positron, right on. Right, so all of these particles were were, uh, were discovered. Then uh, World War II happens. Manhattan Project happens. Um, people realize that this this is big deal. Also, physics gets a ton of money from the sources who are interested in such things. Uh, lots of research gets done. Lots of new particles dis get discovered. New forces are dis uh, discovered and quantified. And among them is one of the forces that holds the nucleus together. It's called the strong force. In many ways, we still do not understand the strong force very well, uh, but there's one aspect of it that actually was the birth of string theory. So before the... Pay attention. Uh, before the uh, development of the theory of the strong force that we really have now, it's called quantum chromodynamics, people were trying to build models of how can it be that you have these particles that are held so strongly that when you try to pull them apart, you can't. And somebody had the bright idea that, well, maybe you have particles that are held together by strings, right? So there's a, a kind of string idea. between them. Yeah. Um, and uh, people started studying these kinds of theories to explain the theory of the strong force. And they saw, crap dogs, this does not explain the strong force. It has all of these features that actually are in contradiction with experimental evidence, right? So not a very good theory. But then some other clever people noticed an amazing thing. They said, wait, 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 wait a minute. But do you see in this string theory thing, first of all, there are, there, there are no, um, uh, th there are certain, um, uh, how to say it? <laughs> um, there are certain difficulties that are actually naturally resolved and they are the very difficulties that show that this is not uh, a theory of the strong force. So strings uh, at very, very high energy become very, very floppy and uh, basically don't interact in nearly the same kind of way as uh, particles of the strong force do. But there was also another thing that was amazing, which is that in this theory there was something that looked like a graviton. What's a graviton? It's a quantum mechanical excitation of the gravitational field. And this graviton <laughs> could, uh, could seem to be, uh, to, to be interacting with all of the other excitations in the theory. 
uh, obeying all of the principles of quantum mechanics and uh, special relativity that we know and love. And so suddenly we had in our hands a, an object. Good candidate for the a candidate theory of everything. For a theory that would unite all forces. So a question for you. Uh, can we see strings? Sure. I mean, the strings you study? No. Okay, so how, would we be, uh, how can we be persuaded that they actually exist? I can't persuade you of it now. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. I'm um, persuaded. Sweet. <laughs> In that case, I would like to persuade you of a number of other things. <laughs> Let's talk about it after the show. Um, so, um, it's Good. very, very hard to directly test string theory. Okay. Um, Go into that a little later, right? Because it's. Uh, do we want a show to be over in like five minutes? Oh, I can, don't worry. It doesn't have to be over. I can talk like this until tomorrow. I know that's the problem. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna yeah, demystify right. all these yeah, things. Right. At least we're trying. Well, I'm gonna tell my mom all about that. It's pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. So, um, chromodynamic quantum chromodynamics. I have a quantum question. Dude, you go ahead, you go. Did you know that if you take gravity and you take out the I and the T, it spells gravy? <laughs> I didn't wow. ever thought about that. That's yeah. You could call it wow. gravy theory. Forget string theory, we're mm -hmm. on to gravy something. Gravy theory. Gravy theory. We are on Fair to enough. something. So the Okay, so the the gravitons, the electrons, the megatrons, and the megalodons are all attached by one rope. <laughs> I think you added a, a few too many of those. Oh, okay. You've, and you forgot the Pokemons. The Pokemons. Pokemons. The Digimons. That the says Bakugans. The Bakugans. <laughs> <laughs> the Sarumans. <laughs> so, attached to, to one rope, um, eh, I don't know about that, but maybe more like um, they are all vibrations of the same kind of rope. So you know, you know if, you can, if you have a string and you can vibrate it in some way, right? right? Um, the, there are different ways in which you can vibrate the string. You can, you can make different motions on it. So thinking like, like if, so if someone's playing a guitar, like, like that kind of exactly, vibration. Exactly, right? So the, uh, the, the kind of idea is that in string theory, the different particles emerge as different types of vibration of the same sort of fundamental thing, which is the string. Mm, okay. Great. So I think we are ready for the <coughs> next game. So let's move on to the next game. And the next game is the string news. Okay? All right. And that's the part of the show that the comedians will have to listen to the uh, headline that we have found uh, that is related to the work of our expert. And we have subtracted one or more words from that headline, and you have to guess which word should be plugged in there. Okay? One or more. Are you ready there? Oh, here Specific. we go. I'll let you know so if it's ready. one or more. Okay. Yes. So right. the first, um, the first headline I'm going to read here, um, I found it at uh, the MIT Technology Review. It was published uh, Love recently. Love that website. Yeah, you, oh. I read it. All right, that uh, <laughs> came out March 22, uh, just uh, a few days ago, and it says the following, okay? The curious case of the quantum theory of blank. 
the curious case the obvious of the Benjamin quantum Button. theory of blank. Of, blank. of the quantum curious theory case of quantum. I mean, of strings. Tom Cruise. What? What? Um, you go ahead. <laughs> I'm interested in that. I don't think it's Tom Cruise. Okay. Realistically. I mean, I feel like string is the obvious first guess that we would make. Okay, so uh, you would like to put string on that uh, we'll on that blank there? We'll give that a try. Okay, everybody yeah. agrees. Oh, do we all have to agree, or do we agree? each get oh, one? I mean, if you have another idea, you can put, and then we uh, can make it a competition also. The quantum theory of the curious case the of curious the quantum case theory of the quantum theory of, of one word, right? One word, yes, one word. Uh, <laughs> Gravitrons. Gravitron. Um, yeah, that's, that's a good guess. I'm gonna, I'm gonna I'm veto that. <laughs> I that's think. That's my guess. <laughs> Come up with your own guess. I'm gonna go string. I I'm gonna second that one. String. All right. So I'm gonna read the actual headline. The headline says. My screen was just turning off on me. The curious case of the quantum theory of humor. Oh. oh. <laughs> Turned it around on us, didn't well. it? Wow. <laughs> so now, so now what, what would the article be about then? Now you know the title. The Quantum Theory of Humor. Um, I don't know. It's humorous how clueless we are about this. Sounds like it's an article making fun of us. Mm -hmm. <laughs> or me. <laughs> me. All right, so the story goes that uh, they were trying to find a way to explain puns, okay? And this is really difficult to do. So I'll give you one example. Uh, why was six afraid of seven? Seven, eight. Why? <laughs> <laughs> so you know the answer to that one. I right? don't, I want to hear You it. don't? It's no, I want to okay, hear it. Because seven, eight, nine, Nick. I don't believe you. <laughs> <laughs> so the basic problem of modeling humor is to find a way to represent a joke at the moment it is understood, and you guys are very familiar with that. And it's tricky because it requires an ability to handle two or more conflicting interpretations at the same time, specifically in the case of a pun. And quantum mechanics has a nice way to describe this because you have superposition, right? So uh, could our expert explain what, super, what is superposition in quantum mechanics? Are you kidding? <laughs> I am not. Okay. Um, well, we'll give it a chance. But you have 12, tw uh, tw 12, 12 seconds. seconds to <laughs> right. Um. Eight seconds. <laughs> I thought it was 12 seconds to prepare. Um, right. Nobody understands superposition in quantum mechanics. Um, so I, I start from a safe. Uh, that's a, that's a, a disclaimer, a, right? A, that's exactly. Great it's a disclaimer. start to this. Um, but. Uh, Let's talk about superposition about something that we do understand, which is superposition of, say, waves before we get to quantum waves. So um, what, that, uh, what, what, what that means is, so you're making a wave by talking. Yes. Thank you. Caught. You, you're welcome. Right. Okay. Can you s keep on saying you're welcome, you're welcome? You're welcome, 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 you're welcome. So there are two periodic signals. All right, shut up. Thank you. Sorry. You're welcome. So there were two periodic signals that were being created, right? And you guys were able to perceive both both of the signals, and believe it or not, if one of them was quiet, you know, you would hear, you're welcome, you're welcome, you're welcome. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. 
for each of them, right? The combined thing that you hear is simply given by adding the two sound signals together. The two sound signals do not um, have some sort of nonlinear interference that causes them to destroy each other until you process it in your mind, if you know what I mean. <laughs> of course we know what you mean. Great. All right. uh, no, but come on. Superposition in quantum mechanics is one of the craziest things ever, right? This is a uh, statement that there is a fundamental indeterminacy in... Um, <laughs> uh, in uh, what? It's true. Matters, the schizophrenia. It is true. Cannot make up its mind, right? Whether it's going to be one type or the other. Right. And the crazy thing is that in order to, for things to make up their mind, uh, we have to make a measurement of it, okay? And, and, and if you open a quantum mechanics textbook, they'll tell you how to do it. There's a, there's a set of postulates, and one of them is that, you know, when you make a measurement, then the system will be in a given state and everything will be cool. Uh, but if you start thinking about it, it should totally blow your mind because does it matter that I measure it? Does it matter that my cat measures it, right? If I'm not looking at the moon, is the moon there? I'm not measuring it. Maybe it's quantum mechanically, you know, oscillating off to Mars. Who knows? Right? So there are deep th thoughts about these kinds of questions. Uh, but there is really no completely satisfactory answer. And actually, the, uh, the comment on string theory in that sense is that currently, in string theory, we take the boring postulates of quantum mechanics verbatim. And we do not try to sort of change the theory of quantum mechanics because we don't know how to. People who try changing the theory of quantum mechanics usually do not succeed. Um, so we die. Oh, yes, yes. <laughs> Basically, that's actually exactly right. Because most people who try to change quantum mechanics are physicists uh, of a sort of older generation. And this is usually one of the last things they do. Wow. Yes. Everybody they tried dies. and failed. Yes. I like the, the like quantum mechanics take on the classic if a tree falls in the forest, does it make a sound? If you're not looking at the moon, is it there? You know. Yeah. Maybe. <laughs> What's that? Over here. I'm not. I'm not. I'm a I am half. I'm a double. What do you think? Hold, hold on to those thoughts because we're going to revisit them. I will. Let's go to game three before this conversation gets any All deeper. Right. So uh, the next game is the jargon and acronym game. By now, you'll learn everything about uh, you know string theory and all the to things. To be fair, I knew everything it. about it before this. Of course, yeah. Well, it just confirmed all that yeah. you have just learned. Yes. So what we want you to throw at you are the uh, jargons that are used in this field. And I'm going to start with an, an acronym that says... Uh, Susie, S-U-S-Y. So Susie is short for supersymmetry. That's what I said. <laughs> what did you hear? <laughs> right. Uh, and it's a uh, property that uh, all of the string theories that we really understand, they possess this property of supersymmetry. And it's a very magical property uh, where... In our world, there are two, all particles can be divided into two types. There are bosons and there are fermions. You're either a boson or, you're, or a fermion if you're a particle. In a supersymmetric world, every particle would have a partner of the opposite flavor, right? So if you're a boson, you would have a super partner who's a fermion. If you're a fermion, you would have a super partner who is a boson. 
So for instance, quarks would have super partners called squarks. <laughs> Seriously. Squarks? Yes, and an electron <laughs> would have a slept, uh, uh, selectron. selectron. Who wouldn't want to live in a supersymmetric world? I would want to live in a supersymmetric world except that hydrogen atom would not be stable. But uh, <laughs> it, it's, a, it's a place where a lot of things become much more computationally sensible. And also, remarkably, the string theories, you don't get to choose whether they're SUSY or non-SUSY. So the only string theories that we know of that are consistently constructed have supersymmetry in some sense. And we can talk about how that does not disqualify them from being theories of the universe. So they are SUSY. That's right. Strings. Strings are Susie <laughs> strings. Su I got it. Susie Q. <laughs> we all got it. Behind every string theorist, there's a human being also, right? No. <laughs> Just a machine, twisted and evil. <laughs> so uh, we are going to play now the two truths and a lie uh, right. uh, game. And uh, the goal of this game <laughs> is to let uh, our panel of comedians to figure out what is uh, a lie about our expert. There is only one lie. There are Mine. Two, two truths. Okay. Mine starts with, by now you have grasped that Dr. Melnikov was born in the USSR and came well, to America when bad. he was 11. <laughs> I did grasp that. You can derive it from string theory, of course. Yeah, from the just what we've been talking about. I. Uh, but what you don't know is that the group of families arriving with him from Moscow has been personally greeted by former President George H.W. Bush, who back then was the Vice President of the United States. Is what, that's the whole, that's the rest. Mm -hmm. That's mine. Okay, cool. Now you. Yep, now me. Mine is Dr. Melnikov plays electric guitar, and he had his own punk rock band named Culture of Blame. Well, they had a few original pieces. They mainly did covers, a most beloved one being Queen's Don't Stop Me Now. In parentheses, it says, want to hear it from him? <laughs> I do. <laughs> Dr. Melnikov. Dr. <clears throat> Dr. Melnikov was a pretty bad student in primary school in the Soviet Union years, i.e. primary school, with barely passing grades. The later school years in the U.S. were not much better either. This sounds like, all capital letters, THE needed start for a successful career in theoretical phys physics. That's mine. So we I'm tempted to say that Shelby's is a lie because ours are both very heavily USSR themed. <laughs> but I feel like mine is true because um, like he plays guitar and now he does string theory and you know like... I think hers is it true. It just makes sense. I think hers is true because ours are both very Ours are both like pretty believable, and they go in line with each other so well that I think that one of ours was made up. I, I think that hers is trying to bait us into taking that as the lie, and I don't. I, also I really, feel I like really just want mine to be true. I also feel Same. like <laughs> if he was uh, so bad at school, maybe George H. W. Bush wouldn't want to meet him. <laughs> I don't think that George H. W. Bush <laughs> needed to see a report card before he met someone. <laughs> well, you don't you know, know that. You don't, you don't know, know that. Were you he there? Was very oh. intent on education. What's your GPA? Was he? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, in elementary school? <laughs> okay. So, wh so which one, boys? This one is um, so true. It has to be. I'm going to say. I'm going to think mine's a lie. I think mine's a lie. I think mine's a lie. All right, rock, lie. paper, scissors. Yep. Okay. We don't all have to have the same answer. No. 
Rock, paper, scissors. For what? <laughs> I just want to see who will win. Yeah, yeah okay. Gonna, one, well, one, well, two, what does three, the winner go. do? All right, one, yeah, two, he three, it. go. What's a? One, two, three, go. Ooh. All right. All right. All right. So we all decide that yep. mine's the lie. Yep. <laughs> so which one is the lie? Oh, the expert will tell us which one is the lie. I never met the president. Any president. Any, pres any president. And maybe we don't win. <laughs> right. I never met the president of the United States. I met lots All of right. other presidents. Okay. No details. Uh, Fair enough. So, can you can right. you sing for us? Yeah. Oh yes. Can you sing? Yeah. Don't stop me now. Oh yeah. 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 Please. And if you don't like that one in particular, you can do a different one. You could do one of the original songs. Ooh. It's been too long for those. Uh, a lot of bad words. Ooh. Speaking of mics, <laughs> use the mic. It doesn't have to be a long song. What was, wait, what was the? It was don't, don't stop me now. Me now no, by what Queen. was the band called? All Prisoner right, of uh, Blame. Culture of Blame. Da, 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 I'll tell you how I got the name of the band. Now I want to hear a good that. Story. That's a I great name. So, um, my friend Matt, uh, who plays the bass in the band. Good time, I'm gonna fly, and the world turn inside and out, floating around in ecstasy, so don't stop me now. Let's see some hands. Don't stop me having a good time, having a good time. You know it. Thanks, Dosti. Yeah. Great. Really great need catch. to get the back band, band back together. <laughs> All right. So, yeah. what's the story? The story Wait. is awesome. So, Matt and I lived in a house with a dude. Uh, that's what happens when you go to grad school. Yes. And uh, dude could not wash dishes to save his life ever. And, you know, after many times of being confronted about this, he produced this wonderful phrase. He was like, I'm sick and tired of this culture of blame in this house. And that was it. It was like, wow, you gave it to us. Thank you. That's. <laughs> it is that's awesome. A, that's a great story. That is a better story than I was. And I, I, I don't. I didn't have low expectations. I just that was a spectacular. <laughs> wow. I can imagine him saying that. Oh, me too. I don't even know him. So, uh, I think we're ready for the really the final the culminant point of this show. Yes, is that one. So grab it with the. Yes little stool or high stool. So this is when uh, the, the piece of the show where uh, the comedians get their chance to shine. It is. So they have a bunch of cookies they're going to use to put together a skit. Uh, that's going to be maybe, if they want, that would be our suggestion about students being in uh, Dr. Melnikov's office talking obviously about string theories. So now there are lots of cookies there. And I wanted to, I mean, they're not easy to digest. And so if you feel like there's one you don't like, it, just throw it away and so it's okay. Right? So sure. go for it. But uh, you need the microphones because you, uh, hopefully you're going to speak, say something. No. <laughs> okay, well we got some long strings here. Look at this. Ooh. It's all connected. Already. <laughs> okay. All right. 
Hey, welcome to my hey, office. Uh, I'm, I'm. Oh, hey, hey, Dr. Malnikov. That's me. What's up? Um, I want to drop out. That's too bad. <laughs> Can't let you do that. You know why? Why? It's the only thing I needed to drop was a neophyte's inhibition to run with the world's leading physicists. <laughs> That's why you can't drop out. Well, well Now come over here and assist me with these gravitrons. Well, well Dr. Monacott, I, I, I want to I drop out because, because we have developed powerful theor theoretical tools building on the great successes of of the past, and I am optimistic about the future. Well, that's a silly thing. That's a silly thing to be optimistic about. The only thing that we need optimism about is the quantum theory. Welcome to my office. Hey, hey Dr. Manikov, um, I, I was coming here to tell you. Melnikov. St Melnikov, sorry, I know your name. Stacy, St I came on, oh. Oh, oh hey, hey she Jeremy. Is. I came down here to tell you that Stacy's thinking about dropping out. Oh, I, I know. You're a little too late, Jeremy. I know, I know, Jeremy. I know. And do you know how I know? It's because she came here and told me. And do you know what I have to say about that? What? What do you have to say about that? Cosmology suggests that much of what we do see is veiled by the randomness of the multiverse. Right. <laughs> right. And, and me dropping out is really, no. it's really random. It's, Stacey. it's not. Stacy, you can do so many things with this degree, okay? Jeremy, well, get know, over here and assist us with these gravitrons. Right, right. Look. Well, you know what I can't do, Jeremy? You know what, what I can't do? I can't. It looks... I, it, I, I can't do a lot of things because it looks like even larger collections of string shapes can pass mathematical muster, okay? Driving the number of candidates into the thousands, millions, billions into numbers so large they've never been named. If they've never Stacey, been named... Stacy, help me keep helping me with the Gravitrons. <laughs> if they've never been named, how can I keep pursuing this degree? Stacy, look, you don't need me to tell you that with or without string theory, the multiverse is a highly controversial schema, and deservedly so. Now, doesn't that make you want to stick around? All right, you guys... You Dr. Manikov, keep the, up with the Dr. Gravitrons. Melnikov, I don't know what to do with the Gravitrons without your hands. No, you just you just keep doing what you're doing. I'm going to stand over here and I'm going to start... Um, I feel like we're in rocket power. You're doing it. You're doing it. You're doing it right. Uh, um, Dr. Melnikov, I'm getting scared. Dr. Melnikov, the Gravitrons are escaping. Oh, Lord. Okay, well, here, throw some Gravitrons onto them. Did you have a cup of is, Gravitrons? No, Gravitrons, which are the, which are the saucy... Version. <laughs> you know what, Jeremy? What? I do like to stir the pot, but I also think this is what string theory's been telling us. What? Oh. To, to launch Stravatrons into the Gravitrons? Dr. Malikov, I'm starting to doubt if the dream of extracting unique predictions from string theory rapidly faded. Okay, well, you know what? I think, Jeremy, I think the Planck scale tells us that the physics we seek lives at a minute, minute distance that is difficult to reach by direct experimentation. Well, Stacy, help, help us out with this. I don't know what he's, he's getting at I here. really think you guys need to just de-escalate for a second and remember that the universe doesn't care about what makes theoretical physicists happy. <laughs> Okay, that I think you true. need to. I think you need to just take a step back and really realize the gravity or lack of gravity in this situation. Maybe. I, I'm the only one with these gravitrons right now. Can Please, you Jeremy. Jeremy. Thank you, Jeremy. A lot of them got out, and I think she could do it with one hand if she uh, wasn't so uh, bad at it. You should drop. You shouldn't drop out. Never mind. Look, Dr. Malnikov. 
Yeah? The search for a unified theory of the laws of physics has been the central goal for myself. But we have great challenges. You know, I think he's right. What do you open up there? Open up here, a big box of quarks. No! <laughs> no, not the quarks! Yes, I need, to do, I need to do research, no. Stacey. Science research. No! <laughs> do you know why? Why? Tell us. There might be because, Jeremy and Stacy. My charges, there might be two kinds of spatial dimensions, those that are large and extended, which we directly experience, and others that are tiny and tightly wound, too small for even our most refined equipment to reveal. And if and Jeremy, if I don't start my experimentation on these quarks, we might never know. Well, Dr. Malnikoff, none of these predictions can properly be called a smoking gun. <laughs> I never said anything about that, Stacy. <laughs> Okay, look, Dr. Melnikov. Come over here and pinch these quarks with me. <laughs> Dr. Melnikov, I bought the, bro the box of croutons. Where should I throw them? Throw them in with the quarks. Okay. Now, will, Good. They, will they react or will they, seeking top, seeking to go even further and uniquely explain the detailed properties of the particles and forces is surely a noble goal but one that lies well beyond the line dividing success from failure. Jeremy, you aren't pinching. You I'm aren't sorry, pinching. I'm sorry. I'm saying a lot of similar things You today. dumped the croutons in, and then you stopped pinching. What do I do with the croutons, though? You, you just let them settle. You know what? Over here, I'm feeling really like it's hard to believe that such depth of insight is accidental. It is hard to believe, Stacy. It's so hard to believe. Yeah, well... Against this embarrassment of riches, Stacy, string theory offered no directive regarding which shape to pick. That's very interesting. But does it have an F theory or an M theory lift? And what does that mean? It's all about the bosons, idiot. Where are the bosons? Bosons. In the cupboard? Yes. Go bosons. get the bosons, please, Jeremy. Yet the history And get the fermions while you're at it. Where do I put Megalodon? I never said anything about that. Oh. Stacy, you were about to speak before Jeremy so rudely interrupted you? Yet, the history of science has also convinced us not to dismiss ideas merely because they run counter to expectation. Dr. Malnikoff, I feel like you're being really confrontational to us and dismissive. Yeah, I'm on her team now. I'm not the one who came in here talking about dropping out. Help me with these Gravitrons. I don't tell me what to, this is my office and laboratory combination room. But the size of strings is about a million billion times smaller than even the, the minute realms probed by the world's most powerful accelerator. Yeah, yeah, well, you know what, Jeremy? Anyone who has studied physics is aware that although physics, like history, does not precisely repeat itself, it does rhyme with similar structures appearing in different areas. Such as, but not limited to, bosons, quarks, squarks, gravitrons, science, etc. Dr. Malnikoff, this happens every time I come here. Okay, well then why don't you drop out? Because deciphering th this paper's equations is one of those mathematical forays bordering on spiritual enlightenment. I just can't quit! He's on the verge of nirvana! There is no nirvana in string theory, Jeremy. I don't know that. I, all right, you, fair enough, fair point, fair point. 
Beating at your own game. Well, you know what it's I know? my office now. No, Jeremy, no. Help pitch those. I, no, they're fine now. Eat the croutons. That would kill me. Eat them. I would die. Eat the gravitrons. That would kill me. Do I still have to touch these? Yes. Stacy, did I tell you to stop? I, did, I really didn't mean in, to like stop in here for this long. Okay, well, you, you shouldn't have come during prime research hours there. I guess, I guess all I really wanted to say to you was taking the math to heart, we sort of realized that our backs were to the wall, Jeremy and I. Yeah? And we, we feel like we feel like we're, we're, we want to go do our own qu- quantum research. Jeremy, yeah. do, uh, do you want to drop out too now? Well, I mean, I've been in here and you've been yelling at me and <laughs> Stacy's talking to me and, you know, string theory's pull remains strong. Its ability to seamlessly meld general relativity and quantum mechanics remains a primary achievement, but Stacy's beautiful. <laughs> well, guys, well, Jeremy... Stacy, we're gonna we're gonna run away together. We're Dr. gonna run away to a land without strings. Yeah. Well, you know what, guys? If, if one exists. Let me just send you off with some parting words. Go ahead. Examine particles, and if you see little vibrating strings, you're done. We will. We will be, Dr. Melnikov. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> There's a mystery to untangle Using comedy as our angle We'll reveal the quest of a special guest With a little jesting We'll be demystifying the expert Using laughter as our guide Demystifying the expert Till our questions have been satisfied And the expert has been well demystified